how's it going everybody my name is papa chris and welcome to the beard chronicles this is a podcast that i've wanted to start for a very long time uh, i've done several podcasts in the past but none of them really stuck so uh, one of my goals is to have one that sticks and just to continue doing it uh, a little bit about myself i am first and foremost a believer uh, i am a firm believer that god is real and he has created the entire universe and made us in his likeness I'm a believer that he sent his son down to die the punishment we should have. I believe that the masses had picked Jesus as to be punished over Barabbas and the parallels between my life and Barabbas's. Uh, I might as well have been Barabbas and they picked me to be free rather than Jesus, an innocent man who has done nothing um, except be the perfect human being on this planet. I'm also a father. Uh, or I'm first, second off a husband, uh, my beautiful wife, she challenges me and encourages me to be the best man I could possibly be. She's my better half. Without her, I don't know where I would be. Uh, she's constantly pushing me to just be better, uh, take a less pessimistic view in the world and be optimistic and just see that there is goodness and there is good in the world. Uh, like I said, I'm also a father. I have a beautiful baby girl. That's all I'm going to get into that. Uh, she, when I found out she was going to be coming into our lives, I everything changed for the better uh, i wanted to be a healthier person spiritually mentally and physically i love gaming uh i'm a game developer i'm a huge nerd uh, i love anything movies video games comic books anime finally i love beards as you can see i'm sporting a decent beard it's not to where i want it yet but it's getting there um i apologize for this my cat is an idiot this is a horrible production quality uh this is starting in the living room of my apartment as you can see uh, hopefully eventually we can upgrade to much nicer um, production quality of what we have, maybe an office space one day. Anyway, about this podcast, um, each and every week we're going to explore something that God has to offer us. This is some, This is a podcast where I want to have God be the center of it. Uh, we're going to explore in a fun, lighthearted way different teachings that the gospel has for us, uh, things that Jesus did here on the earth and how we can apply those to our lives and how applying those to our lives can make us just better more decent human beings on the planet all the while we are going to sport a fancy beard and at the end we may or may not talk about beards today probably not this podcast is going to be mainly focused about god but on the on a lighthearted note every now and then we are going to get off topic and get into discussions about the gaming industry if people are interested in that uh the comic book industry the movie industry, the film industry, uh, growing beards, how to keep up maintenance and whatnot. So yeah, but as, as of today, the first one is going to be all about God, mainly about setting goals. Uh, it's 2023, new year, new us. So we're going to figure out how to take our new year's resolutions and rather than calling them resolutions, we're going to call them goals. Uh, I think that a resolution is a good thing to have, but it's not really something I stick to necessarily anytime I've set a new year's resolution I feel like I fail miserably because it's just like this is something I'm gonna do in the new year when I have a goal and I set it properly and I say this is when I want to have it done by I I feel like the resolution is less of a factor and it's more of it has become a goal I always enjoy crushing goals and chasing those and uh, making sure that I become the very best I can possibly be we got to talk about what goals are uh, goals are not just something we enjoy doing and enjoy simply just saying this is what I want to do. 
uh, there's a science behind creating goals. And believe it or not, setting goals is the easy part. Accomplishing them is hard. It takes work, blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, it depends on what you're doing. Uh, for me, all my goals are blood, sweat, and tears. It's just, it, that's how it is. If goals came easy, everybody would be accomplishing goals. It'd be like for me, um, if becoming a millionaire was easy, everybody would be a millionaire. But we have to work for that kind of stuff. That's one of my goals, seven-figure salary. If, if you wanted it to be easy, it would come naturally. and it just it, Everyone would be where they want to be. As you kind of watch this podcast or listen to this podcast, if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, just... Uh, Think of some goals that you want to accomplish in the next six months, goals you want to accomplish in the next five years, stuff like that. And if you have set goals in the past, why is it that you failed them? And maybe as we're going through this, you can start to understand why you failed those and what you can potentially do next time. But like I said, we gotta. there's a science behind goals. We have to be smart. I know some of you probably heard this acronym before, specific, measurable, attainable, reasonable, and time measurable. An acronym I learned in college and I, uh, something that's stuck with me ever since, if you haven't heard this acronym, it will change your world and the way you view things. So yes, let's, let's just jump right into it. First, we're gonna go into how we can set goals properly for ourselves. Uh, then we're gonna go into how God can be a part of those goals as well, and how when we have God help us set those goals, they can become even better. We're gonna go into how Satan is going to try to take and manipulate us with our goals and then finally we're going to talk about how to make those goals actually become real through God's support and how we can remain real so first off just setting goals by ourselves like I said we have to be specific measurable attainable reasonable and time measurable so what that means is you have to have a specific goal in mind uh, one of my goals for uh, the next several months is to lose 50 pounds um, that's something that's been on the plate for about eight months to a year and I finally said you know what one day I, I need to make it happen I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I wasn't happy with what I saw so I wanted to become healthier um, I am about 250 pounds right now so I want to get down to 200 I want to look healthy to myself and for my wife and my baby uh, I want to live a very long happy life with the both of them and be specific about it you gotta measure it as well how much weight I had to measure I want to lose 50 pounds. All right, cool. That's great. Now I have a measurable. And it's got to be attainable. That's totally reasonable. I'm 250 pounds. I'm overweight. And to be, uh, I apologize for my cat over there. He's kind of crazy. For me to attain that, that is totally reasonable. I'm overweight and I want to get to a healthier weight for my height and uh, body type. Now, if I was, say, 150 pounds and I say I want to get to 100, that is totally unreasonable. And uh, that is totally attainable. But now getting to the next one, is it reasonable? Not really, because that would be a very unhealthy weight standard for myself. At 150 pounds, it'd be very healthy. Going to 100 pounds would be incredibly unhealthy. I'd be underweight. Now there's gotta be a timeline for it. So I gave myself uh, the time I want to do this by is by my birthday. And I've actually been making good progress towards that. Like I said, I started when I was 250 pounds. I haven't weighed myself, but I have seen drastic progress from when I first started this a uh, couple months ago till now. Um, oh my goodness, my cat, he is an idiot. If you're on Spotify or Apple Music, I apologize. You're not going to be able to see what's going on. So just hop into the YouTube channel and see how he, what he's doing. He's messing up our production quality. Now that we know how to set our goals, do you think maybe this is something that is preventing us from accomplishing those failed goals? Do you think that this is going to help us 
uh, when we are smart with we're specific, measurable, attainable, reasonable, and time measured. Uh, do you think this is going to help us accomplish those goals we once failed in the past? For me, I will say yes. Uh, when I was trying to uh, lose weight in the past, I didn't have this smart template for myself when I was first starting this stuff. Um, but once I started doing it, it started working. We properly set our goals, we can accomplish amazing things and great things. Like these are things that we may have seen as a, impossible at one point, but are totally doable and reasonable. Um, but when God is a part of these goals, when, when we set, you know, God, hey, this is a goal I want to set. And it could be the littlest thing, you know, hey, God, I want to meal prep this week. You gotta be like, hey, heck yeah, I want to help you out, dude. This is something that sounds fun. I feel like a lot of us forget that God is our friend. He loves hanging out with us. He enjoys hanging out with us. And it could be just when we're playing video games, when we're reading the book, uh, when we're doing our goals. God wants to hang out with us. It can be the smallest thing and say, you know what, God, I want you to be a part of this. When we are setting our goals and God is a part of that, and we, if we don't get those goals in our time, does that mean God's not working to get us our goals? For example, say you want a job. There's a, there's a dream job you want and you're not getting it. And you're just like, oh my goodness, it has been five years. I've been working my butt off. I've been working so hard to get where I want to get. But for some reason, I'm just not there. God, I'm praying. I'm just believing that you're going to give this to me, but like, it's not happening. It's been, this was a part of my five-year plan, working at this place, working this role, but I'm not there. Is God working? 100% yes. Hit all this, when we set goals with God, it happens on his time now. Will he give us his best or will he give us his second best? And that's something I want you guys to really think about as we go through this next section, because God is also very smart when it comes to our goals. We specify our goals. God will sanctify them. Look at Hebrews 10.10. 10. God had sanctified us once and for all through Jesus' sacrifice. And knowing that, we have a very specific goal, but God will make that goal amazing for us. He'll, he'll, he'll make it a beautiful, attainable, and just awesome goal for us to, to have. Uh, we will measure our goals and God will help us do that, but he will make our goals mighty. I like to think of Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you have Christ with you and you have God with you, there is absolutely nothing you can do mentally and spiritually. Physically, there are limitations, um, but God's physical power will manifest through us, through our mentality, through our spirituality. And when we have God saying, you know what, this is a goal I have measured, but I know that you are going to take this measurable goal. Say again, it's that job. You, you wanted that job. You've been crushing your quotas. You've been meeting all your standards at work. But God has something so big planned for you in that company, in that role, maybe somewhere else even. And he's saying, you know, I'm still working. I'm moving, I'm moving pieces. Uh, my chessboard is a infinite dimension chessboard. We play on a little two dimension. We like to think three dimension or four dimension. No, God is over here playing. You know, I'm moving pieces at a tremendous pace. Just bear with me. Take a second. Just relax. You're doing amazing. I'm so proud of you. But when we measure that goal, God is making it mighty. Uh, that being said, we want to make sure our goals are attainable. And just as God does that, he wants to make sure our goals are attainable. He will actually authoritate our goals. He will give us authority in our goals. Think of uh, Luke 10, 19. All the power that Christ has, we also have. We have the authority that Christ has. God has also given that authority as well. 
we make our goals reasonable god helps us realize our goals what that means is we he's not helping us understand them and say oh my goodness hey that's that's the goal i want no 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 we are reasonable with our goals god will make it come to fruition but there's a catch here we have to be time measurable while we trust in god's timing it's kind of a twofold there for the last one we have to be time measurable but we also have to trust in god's timing we go back to the job again you've been crushing it you say oh my goodness god it's been five years i've been working my butt off i'm ready just give it to me but like i said god is moving those chess pieces he's saying you know what this this spot right here it's not open yet I'm moving the piece. It's going to happen. I promise. When God makes a promise, he always fulfills that promise. It's not something that is just something he likes to blow smoke. He, God will always follow on that promise, but we need to trust in his timing. When we set a goal with God's standards, whose conditions are we following? Are we following our own or are we following God's? I'd say it's a little bit of both, but for the most part, it's God's conditions. God has a condition for us to reach our goals and his condition is his timing now that's not meaning this is a transactional and conditional arrangement what that means is god has a plan and we need to walk in that plan with him another question is when we don't meet our goals at our desired time does that mean god's not working i already answered that no god is working uh you've been busting your butt off at that job god is making sure that that piece is open and you are ready for that it could be that you you need a little bit more training in your role it could be that you need to swallow pride have more humility when it comes to this role um and there, there could just be things we need to work on that god wants to train us it could be things that god is just there's there's the the boss that is in that role is not ready to have you as an employee yet it could not be the budget but God is working and he was always working. That being said, when we don't have God to help us with our goals, we are constantly vulnerable to Satan's attacks against us. Uh, look at Ephesians 6.10. We need to put on the armor of God, and this even applies to our goals. When we don't have the armor of God on, Satan and his minions are coming at us. He's saying, that's my target right there. I want, that's my target. Easy target. Vulnerable, weak, pathetic, but... When we have God with us, Satan has no power over us. But that being said, uh, why will Satan work against us and how will he work against us? Well, first off, he's going to steal our goals. What that means is he's going to take what we want. You want that job, Satan's going to be like, nope, that's mine. That's mine, now mine. You wanted that goal, but now I'm going to make it mine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess with you. I'm going to mess you up. and I'm going to piss you off. So what he's going to do, he's going to steal our goals. He's going to manipulate us. He's going to say, I got your goal. I'm going to just tweak it up a little bit, mess up your psychological awareness, and it's going to it's going to make you mad. He's going to anger us, and it's going to ruin you, and it's going to tempt you. Think of it like uh, he's dangling a carrot in front of you and saying, ha oh, little sucker, I got you now. I got you. So <clears throat> just as we are smart with our goals, God is smart with our goals, Satan is smart. He's not just this guy, this evil angel up in heaven, or fallen from heaven. Ha <laughs> I'm the devil with a pitchfork. No, he's, he's smart. He was able to rule this world, and he was able to get two human beings to stumble and fall and co commit the first sin. So Satan is not just this guy who's just to, not to be trifled with. He, he is very smart. He, he enjoys throwing wrenches in the gears. 
He enjoys taking the cog system out of operation. So we need to be diligent with God in fulfilling our goals. So like, why is it important to have God in our corner? Well, it's important because without God in our corner, we, like I said, we, we are susceptible. But that being said, like also God is our father. You may have, may or may not have a father figure in the home when you were growing up, but God is the father that we all needed. Because no matter how good your father was, if you had one, he still messed up. There were still things that he did that were mistakes. He was human. I like to think of his kids teaching kids. Me being a father now, I've realized that I am just a kid trying to teach another kid. And, and, and it, it's very difficult. And, and the frustrations are real. I know I'm going to mess up plenty of times in my daughter's life. And it's just that's that's how life is. But I know that if I teach her right, when I mess up, God will be there to fill in the gaps. Because he's the father that we all needed. So to have him in our corner, the best parents are always in their child's corner. And the perfect parent being God will never not be in your corner and ready to just for you to when you're beaten down in the ring, bloodied and bruised, God is ready for you to tap out and say, you know what, take it. I'm done. I, I can't take this anymore. And this battle to him, like this is a battle he's already won. It, it's written in stone. He has won. It's done. It's finished. He is ready to take this brunt force and it's not going to phase him whatsoever. But knowing that that God is in our corner, knowing that he gives us his best, how will you now begin to approach your goal setting for this upcoming year? Is there going to be a change? Is there going to be a benefit in the long run? For me personally, when I, when I started putting this little lesson plan together, I understood. I was like, yes, there's going to be a huge change that God is over here fighting for me. Not fighting, not just only fighting with me, but he is fighting for me. And even then, I don't have to fight. When I fight, that's just my stupidity and stubbornness taking over and saying, I got this. I'm a man. I can handle this. But God's over here just like, dude, you don't, you, you don't have this. He's fighting for us. So me knowing that as a man, I was able to start accomplishing my goals and start getting to where I need to get. And this kind of goes into the final point, what it means to be real. Because God needs us to be real. We can't, we can't get over, get one by God. That being said, we can lie to him. He's going to see through it, but he still needs us to be real. We need to be real. When we come to him in prayer, we can't smudge the facts a little bit. We can't try to embellish our resume when we're coming to God and praying to him, but like we need to be real. What this means is we need to reject passivity. When we are setting our goals, we need to reject a passive nature that we have. We need to say, you know what, God, I'm ready. I'm I'm, I'm going to do this. This is going to happen. I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to be focused. I'm going to have an almost tunnel-like vision when it comes to setting these goals with you. He does not want us to come to him passively. We can't simply say, oh, God, I hope I get a job. Amen. He wants to say, you know, God, I've been working hard. I'm, I'm ready to put in even more work because I know you have something big planned for me. God, there's something amazing that you have planned for me. But whatever I need to do, whatever it is that you need me to do, I will do it. Place me there. That being said, we need to also expect that God will give us his very best. It's not something we can just say, yeah, God's going to give me his best thing. But like, we need to expect that that's coming because it's a part of trusting in God. There's a difference between believing and knowing. We can know that God is going to 
do good things for us, but do we believe that? Do we believe that God is going to give us his best? So a part of that believing is expecting that it's going to happen. You believe something, you expect it to happen. It's like a kid believing in Santa uh, on Christmas when Santa's wrapping all their gifts up in the North Pole and getting ready to get, hop on a sleigh and come down and deliver all the presents. The kids will believe they'll see an empty tree the night before, but once they go to bed, once their parents are like, hey, just have a good night. Santa's going to come tomorrow or early in the morning when you're asleep and there's going to be presents under the tree for you. The kid expects when they wake up that there's going to be presents because they expect Santa to pull through. It's the same thing. When we believe that God is going to pull through with us, we expect those good things to happen. Uh, another thing we need to do, we need to accept responsibility. Say it's, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going back to this job factor. When we don't accept responsibility for our actions, there that that opening that we think we're ready for is not going to happen. Uh, I've noticed it myself when I first started a role that I'm currently working at. There was a lot I wanted to do, and I would make an uh, there was an error on my behalf, and I tried to oh I'd blame the program. Oh you know it's just the the tool I'm using is just yeah yeah, it's doing it's being funky. Uh, oh the test plan wasn't completely ready, so I couldn't get it over to my QA leads in time. Uh, oh, this and that. And I realized that it's just like, yeah, that may have been true, but whose fault is it that I was not anticipating that errors could happen with the computer? The computer only does what I tell it to do. Well, that's my fault. Once I started saying, it's like, yeah, you know, hey, um, I didn't take the time to realize that there could be issues and errors come along the way, so that's why this is delayed. Or, hey, you know what, I just, I, I looked over it, I didn't have enough eyes on this one project, so I I fell through, that's on me. I'm, I apologize guys, you know, I'll, I'm gonna make sure I do better next time. I've already set a standard so I don't do this again. So that's me rejecting the passivity and accepting my responsibility. So when we accept responsibility, when we're not meeting our goals on our time or God's time, that's on us. We need to accept that responsibility and be responsible and understand that when we're working at our jobs, like we are we are the makers of our own errors. I'll say that. We we are our own worst enemy when it comes to that. So when we accept responsibility, and, and in fact, leaders are looking for people who are res accept that responsibility and responsible for their actions. When you say, hey, you know what? I, I messed up, like it's that's on me. They'll say, hey, you know what? I appreciate you being honest with me, being forthright, and not trying to cover up the facts, like, that. very good. Uh, just make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, if that doesn't happen again, perfect, we're all squared away. Uh, if it does happen again, that's uh, a little a little questionable, but for the most part, just keep doing what you're doing, you're doing a good job. They will be more happy to understand than you trying to beat around the bush and try to get out of your situation. Finally, we need to lead courageously. We need to be courageous while we lead. We can't just simply, Reject the passive. We expect God to do his best for us and accept responsibility. We need to lead. We need to be leaders. God has called us all to be leaders. As Christ was our leader and as God is our leader, he has also called us to lead people as well. Um, again, I believe it's, it's idiots leading idiots. But there's a whole lot of authority, like I said earlier, that God has given us. And we need to understand that that authority that God gave us was not just to give us authority over the power of principalities. He has given us this authority to lead as well. There are people struggling. There are people with demons that they're fighting. Heck, I have my own demons I'm fighting day to day. That doesn't mean that I have demons inside me. It's just like there, there are demons. God, uh, Satan's minions and himself are going to constantly be trying to influence my actions. And I'm not going to be honest. It, it It's not perfect. 
I, if I were to sit here and say, oh, you know what, I've, Shane's got nothing on me. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a little loser. I'd be like, man, that would be the biggest load of BS I've ever told anybody on the internet. But no, I will consistently try to continue to lead and be like, you know what? Hey, I messed up. I'm going to confess to my brothers. I'm going to confess to my wife when I need to confess to God. I'm going to constantly be coming forward in this act of confession saying, hey, you know what? I messed up. But you know, God, I, I know that you have something for me. I know that there's something that you need me to do, but I'm going to continue to lead for you because you have called me to be a leader as not only as an individual in my place of business, he's called me to be a leader. He's called me to be a leader in my household, uh, giving me the privilege to be a husband because that's not something that men can just do. Oh, I'm going to be a husband. No, no, no. That's a privilege. That is somebody's daughter along with God's daughter that I am able to spend my life with, share a bed with, share a life with. That is not something I can simply just say, hey, yeah, no, I'm a husband, cool. No big deal, no, no, that is, that is a huge privilege. Somebody was willing to give their daughter to me, and this is not an act of possession. My father-in-law did not own my wife. He, he said, you know what? I At one point, I was the most important man in my daughter's life, but now you are, and I accept that as, I accept that and I will give this privilege to you. That's it's a privilege and it's the same thing and I, I'm realizing every day with my daughter I am the most I she can't really do much right now But I am the most important person in her life. I'm going to be the most important man in her life And I hope I am well. No, I can't say that even Jesus is gonna be the most important man in her life spiritually, but physically in the house I'm going to be the most important she I had to understand it and I have to be that leader and say, you know what, I, I have the privilege of being a husband. I have the privilege of being a father. This is God's daughter and uh, my father-in-law's daughter that I was given the responsibility to care for and love. Now I also have the privilege of God giving me another daughter of his to say, you know what, I'm going to bless you and your wife with a child and this is going to be this is my kid and I'm trusting you I trust you again this is not something that we can just do we need to be leaders um, I know I was very long-winded and I apologize but just to recap we need to uh, with God's when God's with us setting our goals we need to reject passivity expect God to give his best accept responsibility and lead courageously and what this all means is that we have to be real reject expect accept and lead we got to be real so a quick little recap of all that we've done we have goals that we set for ourselves that's fantastic Everybody's smart with them specific measurable uh attainable reasonable and time measured almost forgot there god's also smart when it comes to our goals we got to be we got to be specific god will be specific and sanctify we need to be measurable god will also measure and make our goals mighty we need to make them attainable. God will help them be attainable and he will give us authority. Oh my goodness, excuse me. We need to be reasonable with our goals. God will be reasonable with our goals, but he will also help us realize. Finally, we need to be time measured with our goals and God will or God will make these goals happen if we trust in his timing. Satan's also smart. He's going to try to steal our goals. He's going to manipulate us with our goals. He's going to... Uh, have it on my notes anger us with our goals he's going to ruin us with our goals and he's going to tempt us with our goals that's that's just that's who he is that's what he does and to prevent that from happening from Satan and to make sure that God 
is going to help us with our goals, we need to be real. We need to reject passivity, expect God to give his very best, which also just simply means believing. That's just my way of getting the real acronym. Uh, accept responsibility and lead courageously. All that being said, you know, this is a 2023 new year. This is the year that we are going to crush as believers. We are going to crush and continue to further the mighty kingdom. And if you're not a believer here, you know, go ahead and uh, I'm going to drop my Discord in the link. Go ahead and add me on Discord and just let me know what's going on. If you need support, if you need help, I'm so happy to pray with you and just say, you know, I, 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 I want to help you get to where you need to get. Uh, but for that to happen, you need to find accountability. Yeah, that being said, this is not just for the believers. This is for everybody. This is a lesson that I, I kind of wanted to make that everybody can sort of benefit from. If you are watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit with the subscribe. Uh, and then go ahead and share this video as well. If you're on uh, Apple Music or Spotify, also subscribe and share this. It just it helps us out. This is a new community that I'm trying to grow. Uh, that being said, God bless. I love you guys. Take it easy.